Hey, I'm Jesse. We're closing in on the end of 2 Timothy. Some uh, chronologically, some of Paul's final words. It's uh, chapter four. We're in verse 16. He's just talked about Alexander the coppersmith, how he's handed, handed him over to God. And he's warning his protege Timothy about him. Now comes verse 16. At my first defense, no one stood by me, but everyone deserted me. May it not be counted against them. But the Lord stood with me and strengthened me so that I might fully preach the word and all the Gentiles might hear it. So I was rescued from the lion's mouth. The Lord will rescue me from every evil work and will bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now remember this because tomorrow in our devotion, we've got some more shout outs. He's saying here that the Lord has stood with him and strengthened him so that he might fully preach the word to all the Gentiles. Why is that a big deal? It's because Paul was largely known as Saul the, of Tarsus, the Pharisee, the devout Jewish leader. And now he's been chosen by God to bring the gospel to the Gentiles, to non-Jews. And his final words include names like Onesiphorus and Erastus and Trophimus. He's giving all, and Eubulus and Pudens and Linus and Claudia. Like he's, he's names all these very Gentile very Greek sounding names at the very last verses. I'm kind of spoiling tomorrow's devotion, but it's true. It, God did it. God accomplished exactly this. He did get to bring the gospel to the Gentiles. Go back to verse 16 with me because I want to talk about this and contrast it with what we saw yesterday. Yesterday, he's like, God, deal with Alexander the coppersmith according to his works. He's telling Timothy, watch out for that guy. At my first defense, verse 16, no one stood by me but everyone deserted me. Wow. When we studied 1 Timothy chapter 3, we know that a pastor is to have a good reputation with outsiders. This has bearing on our interpretation of that qualification for a pastor and a deacon. What is it, Jesse, about, uh, what is it, Jesse, about like, the guys like Paul who evidently had a really bad reputation? Does that mean that Paul, the guy who said that pastors need to have good reputations, was himself not qualified to be a pastor? Because if everybody, if everybody abandoned him, everybody deserted him at his first defense, then he doesn't have a good reputation. The only people that he has positive call-outs to here in this text are, are, are Titus and Crescens and Luke and Tychicus. Uh, evidently, everybody else, including Alexander, and now everybody else at his first defense, his defense has just abandoned him. When he dealt with Alexander, he just handed him over to God. When he talked about everybody else, he's compassionate. May it not be counted against them. Verse 16. That's beautiful. That's the prayer of Jesus while he's on the cross. As he's being crucified, he's praying for his crucifiers. And he, tells, he talks to the Father. Lord, forgive them. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. They know not what they do. They probably thought they did, but they didn't. May it not be counted against them. That's true forgiveness right there. Paul has truly forgiven people for all abandoning him. So what's the litmus test, Jesse, between a qualified pastor who has a good reputation with outsiders and then somebody in Paul's position where he's got like everybody abandoning him and most people turning on him? The litmus test and the difference is the truth. It's the truth. If your reputation can be slandered through false reports about you, or if it can be blighted by libellous words written and published about you, 
than anyone with a free blogger account, the kind that ends with blogspot.com, could just go through the local websites and just slander every pastor in the world, commit libel against every pastor in the area, and then boom, there are no more pastors. Because there's dirt you could bring up about every pastor everywhere. Every one of us has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And so if you just slander these pastors, you just ruin their reputations, just sling mud all over them. In fact, I've been the victim of this. I've read entire articles about myself that are not true. There's like a not, some of, some of it's true. Some of it is, I've read articles, there's not a single true word in the whole thing. So what do you do with this? The, the litmus test is truth. If it's true, it cannot be that God-hating atheists with blogs could disqualify all the pastors of the world. If that were the case, then even Paul himself is not qualified because he's been largely abandoned. And this is not even just by non-Christians, this is by Christians. At my first defense, no one stood by me, but everyone deserted me. Wow. I think about the apostles uh, in the book of Acts, when they're just being bombarded by this mob of people and they don't even know what they're saying. They're just, they're, they don't even, they just kind of joined in the crowd. They didn't know what it was really for, but they just began chanting for hours. Like great is Artemis of the Ephesians. Great is Artemis of the Ephesians. Those guys were doing the Lord's will and they did not have a good reputation with outsiders. The difference is that the outsiders were all a crazy mob and they were caught up in a lie. So that cannot be the reputation by which they're judged. The reputation must be the one that is accurate, not the slanderous caricature that gossipers spread about them, not the straw man that libellous yellow journalists publish about them. The litmus test is truth. If having a good reputation with outsiders is easily taken away by a printed lie, then it's not really the reputation. In fact, I'd argue it is not the real reputation. What it ought to be is what's true of the man. Everyone who abandoned Paul was wrong to have done so. They believed a lie or they were cowardly and they abandoned him when the heat got turned up. Paul's words toward them are gracious. God, don't let it be counted against them. But the Lord stood with me and strengthened me. He knew that everybody else abandoned him, but the Lord stood by him. In some of the imprecatory Psalms, we see David write this, like, even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord cares for me. Even if the whole world has turned completely against you, but if the Lord is on your side, you've got all that you need. Now that may be easy to grasp intellectually, but it's quite hard to embrace emotionally. I've been in that position before, it felt that way. But man, the Lord stood by Paul and strengthened him. He ends up answering his calling and he was rescued from the lion's mouth. Everybody loves the movie Gladiator, right? Like you gotta love it. But guess what? There's some dark history, some anti-Christian history to that Colosseum. So when Christians go and smile and take selfies in front of the Roman Colosseum, there's a little bit of a grim <laughs> misrepresentation that's happening there. You may not know what that thing was built for and what it actually entails. Christians were put on display in the Colosseum and they were eaten publicly by lions. They were offered the chance to deny Jesus and they could live. They could say, Kaiser Curios, Caesar is Lord, and they would live. But they would instead say, Jesus is Lord, the same confession of faith that we make and are saved, and they'd be eaten publicly. 
Paul, however, was delivered from the lion's mouth. Now, he ultimately, historical tradition maintains, would not be delivered from the guillotine or the, he would, he would have his head chopped off because of his gospel testimony, but at least he's not eaten by a lion. He, the, he, is, he is rescued, the Lord has rescued him from the evil work and will bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. He knows that he's, going, he's being called heavenward. He's run the race, he's finished his ministry, and he's being called home, that is heaven. To him be glory forever and ever, amen. That's a great way to end the letter, but guess what? He's not done yet, he's got more to write. I'll see you tomorrow.